Welcome to Right Way Politics with Brian Kerwin. We do politics the right way, the winning way, and we leave the left way behind. Welcome to Right Way Politics. I'm Brian Kerwin, your host, longtime political consultant, expert, big-time winner in Virginia politics. Brian Kerwin here, inviting you to another episode of the podcast where we'll have our first campaign ad comparisons. We'll be focusing on the second congressional district in Virginia with the incumbent Democrat Elaine Luria and the Republican challenger State Senator Jen Kiggins. Jen Kiggins started her TV ad campaign in the past few days and Luria has been on TV quite a lot over the summer but now that we're getting into the end of summer and the beginning of fall we get to see more TV ads than probably we'd ever want to see from these two candidates in a hotly contested race and what I think will be a surprisingly easy Republican pickup, but we'll see how it works out. But first, I do want to include a look at the latest polling in comparison to the last couple of weeks. There's one specific poll I want to focus on. I don't want to live on the real clear politics uh, review that we have done the last couple of times. A big poll came out this past week in Virginia, a Roanoke College poll. And I haven't really paid attention. Roanoke College has been doing polling for a long, long, long time. I hate their methodology, but they've been doing it a long time. And it's kind of interesting because due to their methodology, I think Republicans are in much better shape and Democrats are pretty much in the barrel, the bottom part of it at least. Here's what the media is telling you. Youngkin is doing fantastically. His approval, according to the Roanoke College poll, is 55% approval, 35% disapproval. When you're plus 20 in your approval rating, you're doing pretty decently. Not bad for somebody who's only been in office for a little over half a year. And look out, <laughs> they had to ask about abortion. They asked about abortion a few months back and they followed up. They got similar results. Pretty much a uh, partisan polarity but it depends on how you look at it. If you only look at it the way they answered the questions, it makes it seem like we are a pro-abortion country, but, or at least Commonwealth of Virginia. But when you look at the numbers the way I look at them, some pretty interesting things come up. Because what everybody looks at is what does the average voter think about the Republican position? Nobody ever tests or measures these questions about what do people think, what do voters think about the Democrat position. And that's where it gets really, really interesting because you look at the way they answered the question and you look at the Democratic Party support of abortion, which is abortion on demand. They argue against any restriction at all, no matter what kind of uh, impediment or restriction on abortion. Every Democrat opposes it. They'll never vote for it. They never vote for even the slightest imposition or restriction on abortion. And if you take that tact and add the percentages up, you will see that even among Democrats, 34% of Democrats agree with either some restriction or a complete outlawing of abortion. 34% of Democrats disagree with the Democrat position on abortion. 
80% of Republicans disagree with the Democrat position on abortion. And for the all-important independents, 63% of independents in this poll disagree with the Democrat position on abortion. So, of course, what are the Democrats doing? And we'll get to this in a few minutes. They think this is a referendum on abortion this year. They're going to find themselves in trouble because a full third of their base disagrees with them on abortion. 80% of Republicans disagree with them on abortion. And literally almost two out of three independent voters disagree with Democrats on abortion. They're not reading their polling very well. If they think this is their secret ticket to fighting back against Republicans, it's not going to help them with their base. And one out of every three independents isn't enough to put them over the top. The more they push on their stance on abortion, independents, which are against the Democrats and have been in a long time in the polling for a whole host of issues, but even on abortion, they push two out of three independents away from them. But that's just half the good news. The real good news is, if you listen to previous podcasts, you heard that I said that you have to judge polls based on their methodology. If you have a poll that's polling likely voters, you're probably going to get a poll that looks very favorable to Republicans. If you look at a poll that is polling all of registered voters, whether or not they're going to vote or not, your results tend to favor Democrats more. And we saw that in the congressional approval ratings. The registered voter polls showed the Democrats doing 10 points better than they did in the likely voter polls. It's a big, big swing. That's the difference in every election, except the most extreme one-sided districts. And there are more of those than ever before, but that's another issue. This poll didn't poll likely voters. This poll didn't poll registered voters. Roanoke College's methodology polled all adults. It's insane. They don't even, they're not even calling people if they're registered to vote. They, they don't care if they've never voted in their lives. They don't care if they're a convicted felon and they can't vote. They don't care if they're an illegal alien and they're not even a citizen. If you're over the age of 18, that's the only qualifier they used. So if you never voted in your life, they're polling you for your opinion. It has nothing to do with the electorate. It has everything to do with the general population. So if Republicans do well in likely voter polls and Democrats do better in registered voter polls, imagine how great things are for Democrats if you're polling the general population, whether they ever voted in their lives or even bothered to register. And that is the scary part, because if Glenn Youngkin is 55% approval rating among the general population. Can you imagine what his approval rating is among likely voters? And if 63% of independents disagree with the Democrats on abortion in a generic adults poll, imagine what the numbers would be if it focused on likely voters. So, the Roanoke College poll is basically a high watermark for Democrats. Democrats, this is as good as it's going to get for you. The best numbers you have against Glenn Youngkin is a 20% positive margin, 55% approval rating. 
that's as low as it's going to get. And with your silver bullet of abortion, the best you can hope for is that two out of every three independents disagrees with you on abortion, and a third of your own base does. And the Roanoke College vote that got a lot of coverage this week in the media wanted to look at it. There's not a whole lot of Virginia statewide polls going on, and it's kind of nice to see the governor doing well. But when I noticed that methodology, we should be popping the champagne cork on Team Yunkin because he, his approval rating could easily be at 60 if you counted likely voters. Stay tuned. We're going to get into second district with ad comparisons with Elaine Luria and Jen Kiggins. Are you a business owner struggling to keep costs in check? Hi, I'm Shannon with C5 Merchant Solutions. We're Hampton Roads' premier credit card processing brokerage. We save your business money and increase your bottom line. C5 saves you money with a customized payment solution using the latest technologies. We work with you to grow your business and increase your profits. Call 757-683-0123 or visit us online at c5merchantsolutions.com. C5 Merchant Solutions, where relationships matter. Welcome back to Right Way Politics with Brian Kerwin. We want to listen to a few ads here. I'm going to look, I'm going to play back to back. I'm going to play back to back two recent TV ads, one from Elaine Luria for Congress and one for Jen Kiggins for Congress. We're going to play them back to back and uh, see what you notice and I'll tell you what I notice. After Nixon, Ford, Reagan, both Bushes, McCain, Romney, I voted for them all. Republicans were for less government, more freedom. But Republicans like Jen Keegan's want to take away a woman's right to choose. She thinks the government should make that personal decision for us. So I've made the decision to support Elaine Luria. She believes people know what's best for themselves. I'm Elaine Luria, and I approve this message. Nowadays, from food to fuel, everything costs more. But how do we get here? Elaine Luria and Joe Biden have spent trillions of dollars, leaving us with the highest inflation in 40 years. I'm Jen Kiggins, and I'm running for Congress to change that. My economic plan would immediately help Virginia families by driving inflation down so groceries cost less and produce more American-made energy to lower gas prices. I'm Jen Kiggins, and I approve this message because we have to restore strength in our economy. Let's go to Luria's ad first. Uh, Notice she's not in the ad. She does. She's not pictured in the ad. You can't see that on just the audio. But she she doesn't appear in the ad until the very very end for the disclaimer. The ad's not in her voice, and this is where the Democrats are hedging all their bets. They're putting it all in on abortion. Abortion is the only thing you're going to hear out of the Democrats' advertising from here until November eighth. The bottom line is Luria's playing small ball here. She's not running on issues that matter to the broader electorate. She's very much focused on a very slim amount of voters. And it kind of makes sense that she's got to do this. I've seen other ads where she's trying to paint herself as bipartisan and she works with Republicans and she really, really supports working with Republicans and finding solutions. She's one of the most bipartisan members, the whole nine yards. She's trying to sound like she's Republican light. Makes sense because she got redistricted into a plus five Republican district. This is what should be a safe win for Republicans. Luria loses this race if Republicans vote for Republicans. 
Luria just can't turn out Democrats and win this race. She's got to have Republicans vote Democrat to have any chance at winning. And that's why I say she's playing small ball. She's trying to peel off a very specific segment of Republicans that's small enough to make a difference in a close race. She's trying to convince lifelong Republicans to vote Democrat. The risk? By running an abortion campaign, she risks losing some of her base and a significantly large portion of independent votes. I understand her strategy. She thinks that abortion will turn out Democrats and it will lift Republicans from Kiggins. But this is a very specific segment of voters. Notice the ad goes back to people who voted for Nixon. Well, if you were old enough to vote for Richard Nixon, you're 70, 72 years old or older. So she's got very specific polling. She's got the person who's speaking there going back to the Richard Nixon days of Republicanism and someone who's voted Republican their entire life, but this is the one year that they're going to vote Democrat. And it's really funny because perhaps the issue to peel off older Republicans would be you know, some kind of a Trump ad, but she thinks abortion is the issue that will peel Republicans off. And if somebody voted Republican their entire lives and abortion to somebody in their 70s is going to make them turn against the party they voted for their entire life. Nice to see her try. I just don't see the bang for the buck in this kind of an ad with this narrower target. It's trying to move the needle on a very specific segment of voters and I just don't see it working out. In fact, I see it backfiring uh, pretty easily. Uh, the, the electorate does not want this election to be about abortion, and she's trying to make it, and she's running the risk of being tone deaf. On the other hand, Jen Kiggins' ad, pretty smart ad, focusing on kitchen table issues, food, fuel, inflation, pins it on Joe Biden and Elaine Luria. It's really smart to do that. I just want to go through some numbers. The uh, I want to go through the Biden numbers because this ad's about Biden as much as it is for, about Luria. And it talks about the things Kiggins will do with food prices and fuel prices and grocery taxes and finding new sources of energy, um, which are badly needed. The uh, price at the pump is moderating now, but it's still way above what it used to be. But pinning this to Biden is like the secret ticket, and uh, and I'll tell you why. The latest job approval for Biden, he's 44% approval, 55% disapproval, so that's an 11-point deficit. But actually, this is the this is the high watermark for Biden lately. This 44% is the highest approval rating he's had all summer long. But if you drill down and you go beyond general job approval. They have polled specifically Joe Biden on the economy and Joe Biden on inflation. And all these numbers are from registered voters. So if these numbers are bad for Biden, just think among likely voters, it's probably and it's demonstrably worse. But among registered voters, Biden's approval on the economy is 36 percent. His job approval overall is 44 percent, but 36 percent approval on the economy. That means 8% of the people who think Joe's doing a good job think he's horrible on the economy. But at 36, that's a 24-point deficit among registered voters. But among likely voters, it's got to be even worse. But Biden on inflation, and again, this it's that very smartly ties the economy and inflation together. Biden's numbers on the inflation are pathetic. 
pathetic. CBS has a 35 to 65, a 30 point deficit, 35 to 65 approval for Biden on inflation. Fox has it at 27 to 71, a 44 point negative deficit. It's a big swing from CBS to Fox. Um, but even if even if Fox has it completely wrong and CBS is wrong, you're talking about mid 30s approval rating on the economy inflation with mid-60s disapproval. So this is gold for the Kiggins campaign to Tyler Rhea, to Biden, the economy, and inflation. And that's your trifecta. So it's a really smart topic for an ad. And of course, Jen Kiggins is in the ad. She does the whole voice. She's on camera the whole time. The ad's about Jen Kiggins. It's not an interview of somebody else who's suddenly decided to change her party after her entire life. This is about the candidate and the candidate's priority. It's issue-based, and it's tied directly to this polling, and it's it's a pretty smart ad. So we got, and and, and it's broad-based. If you look at polling, by far, overwhelmingly, economic issues are the number one issues people care about, and the number one issue people are willing to change their vote over. So it's a real smart tactic on the Kiggins campaign to focus on economic issues, to focus on the economy, to focus on inflation and Tyleria to Biden. It matches the polling perfectly. It's a strong issue and it goes after a large number of voters, especially independent voters who are probably more intense about the economy than most Republicans are. Independence, it's really a, a strong driver for them. The inflationary pressures and and the future economic growth. The fact that we entered a recession this year and that most economists are saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. All that plays in the voters' minds. So that economic insecurity, that inflationary pressures is all perfect fodder for a campaign against a Democrat incumbent with a Democratic president with polling numbers this low on these topics. So I think this is a clear win in the ad war for Kiggins. And I just, I understand the strategy for Luria, but I think she's going for too narrow a slice of the vote with a television ad. And I just don't think it's going to bring her the lifelong party switchers that she thinks it is. But that's it for Right Way Politics this week. This is Brian Kerwin. Thanks a lot for checking us out. We've got some good guests coming up in future episodes and some more looks at Virginia politics and national politics and taking a look at these polls that the media only wants to tell you the top lines about. We'll tell you the lines and the story beneath the story and tell you what polls are worth paying attention to and which ones need a little bit more digging to find out what they're really saying. So we hope you find your way back to right way politics.